0: and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you.
1: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to have so much fun because we're going to be talking about something that actually was how <clears throat> i got my start in this field and that's doing public relations and you know it's it really is one of those subjects that not a lot of people know a lot about and so i really enjoy it when we have an expert on who can talk about it and talk about why it is still so incredibly important especially now when we are inundated with information from everywhere. So please join me in welcoming Mickey Kennedy to our program today. Welcome, Mickey.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Great. Well, you know, I always like to start by asking my guests how they got to where they are today and how you discovered that this is your passion in life.
0: So about 25 years ago, I was finishing up uh, grad school. Mm-hmm. I was pursuing an MFA in creative writing with an emphasis in poetry.
1: Okay. So
0: I just assumed I'd be waiting tables the rest of my life and writing poetry <laughs> in the evenings. Mm-hmm.
1: One of those starving and artists. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But after a few weeks of uh, waiting tables, I realized that physically and psychologically, it was exhausting Mm -hmm. and I couldn't write poetry in the evening. So I decided I needed to do something more office work Mm -hmm. uh, inclined. So I I got uh, a job offer at a small telecom startup. Mm -hmm. I was employee number three. Mm -hmm. And because I was uh, a writer, they wanted me to write press releases and send them out to the media. Mm -hmm. At that time we were doing it through faxing. So Mm -hmm. uh, that was, Oh yeah,
1: I remember those days.
0: That was like a couple of days shot every month, uh, mm-hmm. just faxing stuff. And mm-hmm. so I started to get journalists calling us and saying, could I email that um, mm. press release over? Mm-hmm. We worked with a lot of telecom traffic numbers, mm-hmm. and they just said it's easier to cut and paste and work with right. that directly from the source. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned it to my boss that, hey, email seems to be a natural mm-hmm. progression from faxing. And uh, he says, Hey, someone should start a business uh, like that. And so the light bulb went off Mm. and I I spent about a year contacting journalists, asking Mm -hmm. them if I could email them press releases. And the surprising thing, or maybe not surprising in in 1997 was most of them were like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool and novel. Mm -hmm. So uh, I launched about a year later Mm in uh, 1998 with about 10,000 journalists in my Mm -hmm. database. And I would just send press releases uh, to them through Mm -hmm. email. And uh, my client's we're getting hits and uh, having good experiences, mm-hmm. and then over the years, PR Newswire reached out to us and said, "Hey, you should also send your releases out mm-hmm. through us." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, I charge a couple hundred dollars. You charge a thousand dollars plus mm-hmm. for a national press release." Mm-hmm. And so um, we put our heads together and mm-hmm. tried to craft a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. All of our releases that go out are our custom national distribution, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, we schedule by default our press releases for next day mm-hmm. so that their editorial team that they have overnight, which is not very busy can mm-hmm. work on our releases. So we're not costing additional labor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, it's been a really good partnership. They see mm-hmm. the value in supporting small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, our customer base really couldn't afford to spend a thousand dollars plus for a press release. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're, they're not looking for, uh, a long-term commitment and mm-hmm. the contract and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it it's it's been really cool. I've really been able to watch a lot of um, s- small businesses, startups, authors, speakers, all different types of people um, get uh, discovered through mm-hmm. PR. Uh, you know, that being said, PR is not easy but if you do it strategically, Mm -hmm. you definitely improve your chances that you will get media pickup. Mm -hmm. And I always caution anyone who's considering doing a press release to at least commit to a proper PR campaign Mm -hmm. of six to eight press releases. You got to try different hooks. You got to try different Mm -hmm. angles and see what the media responds to Mm -hmm. and change your messaging accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, been uh, doing this now for so long that uh, I, I spend most of my time with more strategic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked on a course recently for my customers to get them to do more strategic press releases, mm-hmm. hope, knowing that if we get rid of the releases that talk about personnel changes in a company, <laughs> right. and they they do a press release that's mm-hmm. uh, a little more important or strategic, they're going to get better results, mm-hmm. and you know, therefore, be better customers mm-hmm. to be releases.
1: Right? You know, and. I mentioned that that I started my career doing public relations, and, and I started actually for the American Cancer Society. And so we had, in many ways, we had it easy because we had such a built-in story and a built-in hook, um, you know, and, and, and we had very good relationships with the media, all these various things. But I still I had trouble explaining to them why when I would send a press release, it wouldn't go word for word, or it might get bumped or all these various things. And so tell us just, first of all, tell us what a press release is and then let's talk about the difference between a press release and paid advertising.
0: Right. So, uh, A press release is basically a third-party announcement. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have something in the first person, it's usually incorporated in a a quote by someone at the company. Um, It's uh, usually very factual, very dry. Mm -hmm. Creative writing isn't really needed for (laughs) for pulling off a press release. But having a compelling story um, really... You know, strategically, what you decide to talk about is the mm-hmm. most important part of of the press release. What happens with it is the media looks at that, and then they decide to write an article about it. Right. Um, there are people that syndicate press releases where they just appear. Your press release appears mm-hmm. on a bunch of websites, right. but that's not the goal of it. The goal is mm-hmm. to actually get someone to write an original, unique article right. using the information that you provided. Mm-hmm. You don't always control that uh, how they write it, uh, but you know sometimes. Uh, a really astute analyst will see that Microsoft saying they're closing down one part of their business uh, to make the internet safer is like, "Eh, let's look at the numbers and flesh out what the real meaning Mm -hmm. behind this closure is. Mm -hmm. So
1: that was like half a percent. Okay.
0: Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, and it, it's just really interesting because if you have a really compelling story, mm-hmm. you can actually get lots of places to write articles about mm-hmm. you. Um, a really successful press release with us is usually anywhere from four to eight articles nice. that get written. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's less um, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's much more. We did a press mm-hmm. release last year um, during the height of the pandemic mm-hmm. where. Uh, a PR firm had, uh, a, a, a partnership that they were putting together for something called dining bond initiative built mm. off the war bond, uh, mm-hmm. concept, mm-hmm. and it was meant to help all these restaurants that were right. closed during mm-hmm. the pandemic. And it allowed you to sort of nominate your local favorite restaurant. Ah. And if they accepted, mm-hmm. you could give money and it would immediately go to them and be backed to sort of by a gift certificate or something oh, okay. like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, It got over 150 articles on Wall Street Journal, Mm -hmm. Washington Post, New York Mm -hmm. Times, all the big guys covered it. The big
1: guys, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: A lot of international, including The Mm -hmm. Economist and Financial Times Mm -hmm. and other places picked it up. But also- many, many dozens of small little newspapers Mm -hmm. all across the the US, perhaps Mm -hmm. even across the globe, because Mm -hmm. they ended up getting a lot of international media as well. Mm -hmm. It just resonated. And it was Mm -hmm. like really positive news during a time where Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot. Mm -hmm. And it was something that uh, an audience could, you know, react to and mm-hmm. get involved in by by you know nominating mm-hmm. and making a donation. So, you know, for what would have normally cost, you know, $300 through a service like mine, mm-hmm. it generated millions of dollars in revenue, wow. created hundreds mm-hmm. of stories, it made it a huge success. Mm-hmm. And that leverage is something that you just can't get through mm-hmm. paid advertising, right. I challenge any ad guru or someone who feels they're really skilled at ads to mm-hmm. say, "Show me where you spent three hundred dollars mm-hmm. and turned it into seventeen million dollars." Right? It just right. it just isn't mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But that leverage is possibly there when you're working with PR and the momentum mm-hmm. of it, and the, you know people wanting to get involved. Mm-hmm. In their case, it was very easy because it was like. perfect anecdote to what was going on at the time, but you, you know, you yourself can look at your company, your services, what you're doing and try to craft something. That's uh, a unique strategic Mm -hmm. story. Um, You know, what, what it is that you're doing that matters Mm -hmm. and sort of, I always say craft a message in knowing that the journalist is a gatekeeper mm-hmm. and he's deciding what content to share with his audience. Mm-hmm. Try to make your content as compelling and interesting to an audience as possible. Mm-hmm. And don't focus on what your goal is. If right. you focus too strongly on your goal of, mm-hmm. I really want to sell some of this product mm-hmm. and you don't focus on what's mm-hmm. the cool story or interesting thing about this product, uh, you're, you're going to misfire and mm-hmm. do a press release that just doesn't work.
1: Right. Right. You know, and, and of course, the cool thing about a press release is, as you said, it, it can it goes out you know, there's the many, we'll talk about distribution because there are very specific ways you want to distribute some of these. But it goes out to a mass audience of media. And when you do paid advertising, it goes to, say, just an ad in The Wall Street Journal or just an ad on TV on one station and, and it's just seen right there by that one little, little thing. And, and let's be honest, most advertising, unless you're at a fairly small media market is pretty expensive. And it's that one shot thing. Um, you know, it's in the paper, the news, uh, the, you know, whatever it is that one time, unless you're going to invest a lot and clearly, you know, there are, are times for advertising. I do ads and um, you know, but the, the thing that I always tell people is, we see an ad that says, Hey, this is the greatest thing in the world. And we go, Yep, yeah, They're supposed to say that. It's their company. When we see a story about it that's written by someone else, it's like, oh, it's it's just like, you know, if we see on, on Facebook where you know somebody says, Hey, this is a great restaurant, you should go there. We don't have to know those people, but just the fact that somebody said, Hey, this is great and it wasn't paid for i mean th- that's the whole big difference right. it's like an implied
0: part. endorsement mm-hmm. that happens right. if yeah. you look at if you look at traffic from mm-hmm. paid advertising mm-hmm. in any medium mm-hmm. uh the conversion rate is very low right. usually under 5% mm-hmm. but a lot of my customers will tell me that uh they got like 400 visitors from mm-hmm. an article mm-hmm. and they converted 100 to 150 of them into mm-hmm. customers and there's this implied endorsement that happens mm-hmm. with an actual article where someone feels like they're vetted they're invested emotionally mm-hmm. in the story and they want to do business with this mm-hmm. company. They're not in price shopping mm-hmm. mode. They're not trying to see if I can open a browser mm-hmm. and get it cheaper on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They're really wanting to do business with this company they just read about. So right. the, 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 the traffic that you get from that is, is so much better qualified mm-hmm. and so much more primed to do mm-hmm. business with you. And right. uh, that's, that's a really cool... Uh, aspect of, mm-hmm. of PR and what that you know implied endorsement when you have mm-hmm. an article written about you does mm-hmm. because it it's powerful it's 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 really uh, really powerful I've mm-hmm. actually had customers tell me that they've sent paid traffic. To the article that was written about them, knowing that they aren't able to track right. those customers mm-hmm. uh, once that, you know, because they're going to a third party website, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. can't really track them. But they said that they've they've done that because mm-hmm. the page converts so well. Right. Um, yeah. Read and, about
1: us in right. type of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. And so, uh, you know, it, it's interesting how my clients utilize PR. I mean, mm-hmm. they they will take their clippings and put them on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll share those clippings with their leads, their customers, their suppliers, and it really does give people um, a, a a feeling of professionalism mm-hmm. and better understanding, and it, it, it helps qualify relationships. Right. I've mm-hmm. had people before say, uh, "We just were declined for a credit." Uh, line increase mm-hmm. and then they saw an article about us in the local newspaper ah. and they and they said we, we're going to reopen and revisit wow. this and mm-hmm. see if we can get you that extension mm-hmm. and so I, I i don't know what it is that's magical mm-hmm. about it because if 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 that banker had seen a paid ad on google he wouldn't have thought twice it wouldn't have paid
1: it. any attention to it
0: right but when it's a you know a local newspaper has vetted mm-hmm. you they're like there's a little something special about this mm-hmm. company something that uh, a journalist felt like i want to curate mm-hmm. and share this story with my mm-hmm. audience. And 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 that's just really, really, uh, a really cool aspect mm-hmm. of PR. Uh, right. Another thing that some of my customers will do, uh, I had a carpet company uh, in New Jersey that worked with me and they strategically wanted to get media attention in floor trade publications. Mm. And I just kept telling them, I don't understand this because mm-hmm. that's not your customer base. Right. That's your, that's your industry. Base, mm-hmm. Right. And so we did uh, several releases. We did five releases that did nothing. Mm -hmm. And then we just lucked into a conversation where they talked about their biggest enemy being uh, big box home improvement stores Mm -hmm. and how they have to compete against them Mm -hmm. and why they're so bad as you like, (laughs) you really don't want to get your carpet done from Uh, these guys. Uh The only qualification that the Home Depot and Lowe's has is are do you have a home improvement license mm-hmm. and we don't care if you've never installed carpet before right. in your life figure right. it out mm-hmm. and so they often share about having to go in and restretch Fix carpets and, mm-hmm. and things like that that happen and it's just frustrating mm-hmm. and then they also talked about how the, the padding that a lot of those places use just isn't really great quality mm-hmm. padding mm-hmm. and uh you know i've i've learned through them that 80% of the wear of a carpet is the padding and oh. uh, you know you can have a mediocre carpet but mm-hmm. Great padding, it will have mm-hmm. a nice long life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have really great carpet and an inferior padding, it's just going to lay there mm-hmm. and not do very well. Right. And so, uh, you know, we shared this in a press release, mm-hmm. uh, you know, David. Versus Goliath approach mm-hmm. and sharing their story of how mm-hmm. they market themselves. And it got picked up in over 10 floor trade publications. Wow. And we continued to mm-hmm. talk about marketing. And mm-hmm. what we discovered is an industry blind spot for them where their industry wasn't talking about marketing, but mm-hmm. their subscriber base was very interested in it. And the editors sort of took a, a chance on saying, I think this is something I want to share with my readers. Mm-hmm. And Before it was all said and done over a one-year period, now admittedly the first five months was a failure, uh, we ended up getting about 30 publications, including a local Mm -hmm. newspaper Mm -hmm. and a a New New Jersey state magazine. And uh, they put it together in this big book, and they call it their big brag book. Mm -hmm. And they take it to every time they give Mm -hmm. someone – a quote, mm-hmm. and they go through it with them, mm-hmm. and they they started converting 20% more mm-hmm. customers right. just by using mm-hmm. that, that book. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really powerful because mm-hmm. I kept saying, I don't understand what all this is for because mm-hmm. these aren't your customers. Right. Yeah. Right. But but they said, they it's my do. industry. It's mm-hmm. my industry. Mm-hmm. And I know that anybody else that comes in here and gives someone a quote mm-hmm. isn't going to be recognized by Floor Covers mm-hmm. Weekly, uh, Floor Trading mm-hmm. Today, all of these different publications, mm-hmm. but we are. And mm-hmm. you know here are the colors. Smaller, uh, mm-hmm. Articles where you know we've we've been written about, and we share that story mm-hmm. with the customers, and we this we have the same messaging, mm-hmm. but obviously now it resonates more with mm-hmm. customers because we're converting twenty percent right. more. And you know, for a small business, you know, converting twenty percent more That's customers, huge. it mm-hmm. is huge. You know, it could be a forty to sixty percent revenue jump.
1: Right. Right. You know, and again, they could have shared the ads that they ran in those publications, and you and you know, the consumer would go. Eh whatever. (laughs) But when they see a story about it, and, and my guess is the people didn't sit and read it, you know, but they went, Oh, look, Oh, look, Oh, look, you know? And, and so it, it really was something that resonated, you know, it was always fun when I, and, and I've pretty much stopped doing PR, but it's, you know, it was, it was always interesting to have to explain things also like it, you know, unless it is something that is timely, Um, so say, you know, like when I was at the cancer society and we would be writing about an event coming up, I mean, you know, they're not going to run it after the event, but on, on some kind of general type of things, it runs as space allows when you pay for an ad, it runs on the day and the time, all those various things that that you say. And, and so sometimes that was, was a little difficult. I remember one time, you know, we, we had one of the major television stations that sponsored one of our, our biggest event and they had done fabulous work leading up to it. We had had a lot of patient interviews, we had a lot of uh doctor interviews. I mean all sorts of things and and I mean the TV station had rocked it. I mean they just it, it was it was phenomenal coverage that we got. Day of the event, nothing. No remote camera, no nothing. And you know, and 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 my boss blew a gasket. Rightly so, right? You know, we got nothing. And I said, "Well, you know, you need to understand that this thing called the Gulf War broke out that day," and and I said, "So we kind of got bumped," <laughs> and and it, and it really was just kind of one of those things. And part of that is because, as I mentioned, it's as space allows. If you're dealing with television cameras and and you know media like that. They don't have 50 cameras um, that they can send in various places. I mean, even the major media outlets anymore are down to just two or three trucks, you know, all these things. And you are competing with the if it bleeds, it leads stories. And, and so, you know, now the nice thing was that television station made up for it. We had a lot of things later. They they felt very bad and, and things like that. But but it is kind of one of those things that we always have to bear in mind when we're doing PR that, you know, it's, it's, it it can be something that, and, and the funny thing is I've had things placed months after I actually, you know, after I initially sent them and we were surprised by it, but it was, you know, it it brought it back into the cycle again and, and was a big, big boost.
0: Right. I've seen six months is not Mm -hmm. unusual. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people will create a filler article and they realize that this, this, isn't mm-hmm. timely. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to go out today. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to hold on to it mm-hmm. until I need to, right. you know, in, to put it in there. Mm-hmm. And so that does happen quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happens is people will write a a topic uh article and they'll go look at old press releases to right. try to find companies mm-hmm. in that industry that mm-hmm. they could either maybe get mm-hmm. some quotes from or just get some more information. So your 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 press releases live uh, mm-hmm. far and long. I will say the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced is a small business does a press release on a really cool topic, Mm -hmm. and then uh, a publication publishes an article on that topic, Mm -hmm. doesn't mention them.
1: Oh, painful. uh,
0: It is. And Mm -hmm. what I've discovered is it's usually not on purpose. The writer of the story Mm -hmm. did incorporate that small business in the article, Mm -hmm. but the managing editor- Yeah, there's an
1: editor. (laughs) Right.
0: The supervising or managing Mm -hmm. editor looked at it and said, why are you mentioning this small little Mm -hmm. company? I've never heard of them. And he doesn't realize that they Mm -hmm. were the inspiration for the Mm -hmm. story. So he just crosses them out. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I always tell people is, that's why it's really important to have a compelling quote in your mm-hmm. press release. Right. Um, if uh, you have a, if you, if you had a compelling quote in that article, mm-hmm. a managing editor would say, I'd never heard of this company, but that's a great quote. Right,
1: Great quote. You might even mm-hmm. circle
0: it and, mm-hmm. you know, put exclamation marks mm-hmm. next to it. That's a great way to survive mm-hmm. being in a story. Mm-hmm. And I always say, uh, you know, if you're introducing a topic or something that's interesting mm-hmm. in your industry uh, that you could be excised mm-hmm. from, have a really great mm-hmm. quote. That's the place to put your mm-hmm. creative energies and put a little more effort in. Right. You want it so that it can't be easily mm-hmm. paraphrased. Right. The, the magic is lost. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: You know, and And uh, let's be honest. We put on our creative writing hats to create those quotes. They more than likely were not a direct quote from that person.
0: <laughs> right. They don't but, have to be. Right. They're, but they're, we want it to be
1: something that they might say. I mean, right. you know, I've I've when I've written them, I've I've had them say now, you know, please read the I tell them, you know, please read the quote. If it's not written in a way that you would say that, let me know. Um, you know, like say maybe I put terminology in there that they wouldn't use or, or something like that. But, you know, yeah, we, we, we get a little loosey goosey with the quotes. Right. You know, we probably you shouldn't want- say that, but, you know, it's, but it is still get, it's, it's approved by the client. I mean, that's the right. important thing as something that they would say.
0: And as a good PR professional, mm-hmm. you're looking to be authentic to right. their story and mm-hmm. what they would say. Mm-hmm. It may not be the, the exact language mm-hmm. that they would say right. it, but you know that's why they pay you. Mm-hmm. You're right. you're the person who mm-hmm. b- puts the the great words mm-hmm. together in a way that's just meaningful mm-hmm. and uh, makes it stand out. Right.
1: Well, and what has typically happened for me at least is I've taken the conversations that I've had with them, and you know, and and. Taken bits and pieces to make those quotes. So you know they might not have said, "We think that you know this this product is going to revolutionize how our industry works," directly like that. But they might have said it in other ways, and and so that's where we come up with those quotes. We're not just completely pulling them out of thin air,
0: right?
1: You know, and and you know, we we mentioned the difference between advertising and PR, and and I believe that, you know it's it is kind of a symbiotic nature um you know and, and we see that in some publications and 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 I'll be honest it, it annoys me when I'm approached by a publication that says hey we'll write a story about you but you have to buy an ad and I almost always turn them down I'm like no you know that's that's not how we want to get ahead in this business even though most readers, Never get that. That's what what happened. Um, you know, we should never have to pay for placement of PR.
0: Right, and unfortunately, I hear about that mm-hmm. often among lo- local papers, especially mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. local business. Publication. If you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to have one in your area, uh, maybe a, 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 a maybe not the daily newspaper, mm-hmm. but like a, a weekly or mm-hmm. something like a regional community paper. It's very common that that's part of their business mm-hmm. model, where they will go and say, "Hey, to a restaurant." If you pay, uh, you know, pay for an ad Mm -hmm. in our publication, we'll write a story. Mm -hmm. We'll write a review Mm -hmm. of of your restaurant Mm -hmm. or your new menu or Mm -hmm. something like that. And uh, you know, that isn't the part of PR that I Mm -hmm. I play in, but I do understand that it exists out there. It's it's hard for a lot of these businesses to figure out how to make money. Uh, These these little. You know, I hate to say it, but a lot of these smaller uh, local publications, I just don't think you're going to survive mm-hmm. going forward outside of maybe just being virtual and volunteer mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Patch has done a pretty interesting mm-hmm. job over the years. Right. Patches, of, Patch of, has of been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. But I also... Suspect there's not much money there at all, mm-hmm. uh, you know, supporting them, mm-hmm. and they are relying predominantly on volunteers mm-hmm. and and you know really small budgets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think that that's the only place mm-hmm. that that will survive in the mm-hmm. future. Um, but in the meantime, you are going to have more of these mm-hmm. people who are going to either directly mm-hmm. or indirectly, because the smart ones mm-hmm. would make it very indirect. Say, right. hey, if you advertise with us, maybe mm-hmm. we could find some room for you mm-hmm. for uh, an editorial article mm-hmm. or something in the next few weeks not mm-hmm. a necessarily a promise but and you know mm-hmm. it, right, yeah, yeah. Give,
1: give us a couple thousand and we'll see if we have a free reporter <laughs> right
0: right so it, it it is it is unfortunate that that happens um I think that uh I don't see it much in trade publications and I don't see it with a lot of the, your major dailies and stuff mm-hmm. like that but it is an area that um i i don't think it's necessarily unethical uh, because I talked to a Mm -hmm. a, a local newspaper that actually ended up folding. And you know he made me understand that this is the only way that I can afford to have a sales Mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. This is the only way that I can afford to Mm -hmm. have a writer on staff. They're they're a business too. Right. Mm -hmm. So it it is one of the things that is a very, it's very difficult because Mm -hmm. I do recognize that digital media, social Mm -hmm. media, all of this is changing the Mm -hmm. landscape by which people consume Mm -hmm. content. And uh, I think that unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is just going to be mm-hmm. lost down the line mm-hmm.
1: right. you know and and I mean, one of the things that that has pained me is the loss of local newspapers, um especially the big guys, you know, and, and that just I, I still get the local newspaper here, you know the the Atlanta paper. Now it's it's a, a big paper, but I only get it on weekends. And and I only read the Sunday one. You know, I wish they had a, you know one just for the Sunday stuff. But um, you know, I, I'm from Denver, where for many years we had the Rocky Mountain News and the Denver Post, and it was great having those two major newspapers because they were direct competitors. And you know, and and from a PR perspective, and from a, you know, a consumer perspective too, it really did mean that you got a lot better coverage you got unbiased i mean all sorts of things and unfortunately the the rocky folded um you know and, and the denver post has continued to decline i mean you know people just aren't subscribing you know when we talk to millennials and younger if you say the word newspaper they don't know what you're talking about
0: right and it's funny to just watch the landscape how mm-hmm. it's changed at a point uh Craigslist uh, mm-hmm. started to destroy uh, the revenue for most right. small newspapers mm-hmm. by taking away the classified mm-hmm. section especially job postings mm-hmm. and uh, and now even that's lost Craigslist mm-hmm. is no longer a power in the marketplace mm-hmm. or uh, the job listing mm-hmm. placement you know they didn't reinvest in it so it's kind of ironic that you know they took so much revenue right. from mm-hmm. newspapers and then they themselves are just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear they're very uh, lean, lean company. So mm-hmm. I imagine they're still profitable, mm-hmm. but you know, they're, they were the source at one point mm-hmm. where people went to uh, find job applicants right. mm-hmm. and they're just not anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that, that has been lost. Mm-hmm. And so we're watching a shift in which things are changing mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, what we think they're changing into, mm-hmm. even that dynamically changes mm-hmm. as well.
1: Right. You know, and it is interesting how things have changed. Um, you know, and, and that's part of why I've gotten out of PR. I mean, it has just gotten so difficult because there's fewer resources in the media. Um, you know, and I, you know they're they're doing multiple jobs. I mean, where you used to have a, a big staff of reporters that focused on their beat. Um, you know, and and all of those various things. Now, unfortunately, we have one reporter who's covering 10 different subjects and, you know, things like that. And and it is just difficult, but it points to the fact that we have to build those relationships with those reporters, especially if you're dealing with very specific type of, of stories, you know, because there are still health reporters, there are still tech reporters, all of those things, so, talk to us a little bit about that because I know that you, you know, you've you've mentioned relationships, and and you started building your lists as you said long ago by just contacting them. So, so talk to us about that.
0: So, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're all humans and we all work mm-hmm. with relationships, and with a, there's an innate uh, reciprocity mm-hmm. that happens. And so, if you invest in a relationship. Mm-hmm praise someone, Mm -hmm. provide them a really good tip that doesn't mention you, and -hmm. you become a good resource and Mm -hmm. ally, they're going to be more likely when you say, hey, uh, you know, we're doing this and we Mm -hmm. feel it's really uh, important Mm -hmm. right now and love to talk to you more about developing an article Mm -hmm. for us. They're more likely to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say when it comes to local media, uh, it's probably best for you to handle it yourself Mm -hmm. Um, when people call e-releases and say they're looking for just local media i always Mm -hmm. say do it yourself right Uh,
1: they're probably networking with those folks anyway
0: right and they're overwhelmed because they Mm -hmm. don't realize it they're like oh there's this whole landscape of media Mm -hmm. i know nothing about and i just point out that there's probably less than 10 people that would write about you Mm -hmm. uh you know the the local newspaper Mm -hmm maybe a regional paper, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if you're lucky enough to have a business magazine Mm -hmm. or business newspaper, and uh, then there's radio and TV as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, find out who writes Mm -hmm. uh, articles in your industry Mm -hmm. in those papers or businesses your size and call and yeah. ask for their email address and right. reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Some uh, you might find on Twitter because mm-hmm. uh, I, I do find a lot of journalists mm-hmm. like to be on Twitter, but a lot of the smaller newspapers may not be that way, mm-hmm. but just reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Be a resource. Mm-hmm. I say try to touch them six mm-hmm. to eight times a year and mm-hmm. make like more than half of those just tips right. and resources. Not here's paid. a
1: story, please run it for me.
0: Right. If you see something trending in your industry, mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily apply to you. Mm-hmm. Just point it out to them and say, "Hey, I know you've covered this in the past. Mm-hmm. You know this industry in the past. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd like to know that mm-hmm. right now, what's really hot in our mm-hmm. trade publications is this. And I think that if you wrote an article about it, you'd be way ahead of mm-hmm. you know mainstream media discussing right. it right. as a trend. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm really talking about six to eight uh, contacts mm-hmm. uh, that you do uh, across maybe mm-hmm. 10 uh, uh individuals and and that's it. And you Mm -hmm. can actually own the local media. There's Mm -hmm. a reason that the same small companies appear Mm -hmm. time and time again, in these Mm -hmm. publications, because when they're writing an article Mm -hmm. and they need to plug a company Mm -hmm. in there, they already know about Mm -hmm. you. So they're just going to choose you and plug you in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And also when you're doing radio and TV, you're not looking for the host of a a segment, but you're looking for the producer or the booker uh, Mm -hmm. that when you're calling and Mm -hmm. asking for email address or contact, Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer email. um, But, you know, if they're on Twitter, I would also Mm -hmm. um, do that as well and just see what naturally fits for Mm -hmm. for the people. Um, There are probably some that still respond to telephone calls, but Mm -hmm. I find less and less so Uh, because they're
1: getting so many.
0: There's a busy professional mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, someone who's generally more shy in the liberal arts education. Mm-hmm. They're there. They, they just like email so mm-hmm. much better. And so right. I would just, uh, uh, you know, consider mm-hmm. that and, and move forward. Right. But you can do the same thing in trade publications mm-hmm. now uh, to do really good in a, a large uh, trade industry you 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 can't do you know do justice to what mm-hmm. you can do by sending out a press release right. but you can make some significant contacts at mm-hmm. some publications and just incorporate them into your messaging mm-hmm. and share with them and it's the same concept you know be a resource for them mm-hmm. uh try to um anticipate what would be uh, worthy mm-hmm. of, of of them covering, mm-hmm. and also you know, give them tips, even if right. it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. You're you're investing mm-hmm. in a in a savings account that you'll be able to cash mm-hmm. in later.
1: Right? Yeah, they remember. You know, I remember when we would have media call and say, "Hey, we're looking for X information." Might not be something we could do, but I always told them, "I'll find somebody who can." You know, and and even if it was a competitor, I mean, there were times where I did that because i knew that they would remember that and and think okay the next time we need somebody we're going to go back to her again you know and and so yeah you always want to be that trusted resource and and you know just because they're not going to write that story about you this time doesn't mean they won't do it the next time
0: exactly and i think that also when a editor who has been helped by you mm-hmm. has passed on you a couple of times when the story comes by mm-hmm. and they're like Eh, this isn't a great story, Mm -hmm. but I could, I could Mm -hmm. do it. They're more likely to say, okay, I'm Mm going to do it. I feel like I owe this person a little Mm -hmm. bit. And uh, you know, it is, uh, that's the way we work. Mm -hmm. It's, it's humans being human. Mm -hmm. And we, we do uh, want to reciprocate Mm -hmm. to people who help us out. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you help them out over Mm -hmm. time, you're going to reap benefits from it.
1: Right. Right. You know, and, and follow them on social media, you know, and, and just see, You know, are there, even if you're just sharing the things that, that they do, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's, it's great because you're getting in. I mean, it's, it's all, it's, it's exact same thing as when we talk about building relationships with people you want to do business with, you're doing business with the media also, you know? And, and so it's, it's the very same thing. It's sharing their content. It's commenting. It's being that resource. It's just that they're in a different business. Great. You know, and, and one of the things I also always tell my clients, and I love that you talk about local media, is, you know, you have to set your expectations correctly. You know, getting a, a story in your local newspaper might be far more valuable than something in, in a big publication. Um, you know, I, I had a client one time who had written a book, fabulous book, and, you know, she she hired us to, to do the publicity and, and the PR for her. And, uh, you know, she had lofty goals and, and that was great. This was back when Oprah had her book club and she wanted to be on Oprah's on, on Oprah's show and be on Oprah's book club. But she didn't want to do anything in between. It was I want you to get me out on Oprah's club. I said, no, 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 we need to work on getting you here in the local media. And this is Denver. So, you know, that's that's a major media outlet. It was going to get attention. And, and we said, you know, and, and then we'll start building up to regional and things like that. And I said, so it might conceivably be a year before we ever contact the producers, as you said. You know, we're not contacting Oprah herself. Um, and she she said no. I mean, it was just she wanted to go to from zero to 200 just right away. And, and, you know, the thing that I told her also was I said, okay, say we lightning struck and things aligned and we got you on Oprah could you fulfill having 30,000 books overnight? Which of course she couldn't, you know, there was no way that she could do that. And, but, you know, it, it is something that we need to think about is what are our expectations, you know, is getting, uh, you know, we've, we've got some great local newspapers here in Atlanta where we, you know, there are people who have stories every and they're monthlies. I love that, you know, and so they, they're not doing the, if it bleeds, it leads stories because, that's already happened. You know, it's, it's, the, they have to do the human interest stories and the the companies that have something in almost every one of those monthly publications are paid attention to far more than somebody who gets, you know, 200 words in, in the big day, in the, the big daily Atlanta paper.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know uh, it, it's amazing. My customers when they were telling me about their experiences, what really drove sales. Mm-hmm. And often it's not necessarily a major publication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a small daily mm-hmm. or it could be uh, a pretty obscure uh, blog that's in right. their industry that mm-hmm. they just didn't realize was as important as it, as it, turned Mm -hmm. out to be. And, uh, even right now, uh, with fashion news that we're doing, uh, you know, there's a lot of influencers on Instagram that Mm -hmm. will read a press release and share it, you know, clips of, uh, you know, pictures and videos of, Mm -hmm. uh, fashion and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, you know, what, what is the media is evolving and changing Mm -hmm. and it's really just cool to watch how things Organically mm-hmm. can grow, and the person that you talked about, who wanted to just hit Oprah on the, you know, from the ground mm-hmm. running, there's just, you know, there is a natural progression of the mm-hmm. way things happen, and uh, it is true that if you're really newsworthy, sometimes you can just, you know, lightning strikes, and mm-hmm. you know, you get on. Dr. Yeah, Oz something, or something happened. Like that. I
1: mean, you know, it, right. because we do see it happen every once in a right. while. Like you but, said, you know, that that one, you know, it just took off.
0: Right. But, you know, most of the time it does start mm-hmm. local, grows out mm-hmm. from there and, uh, and, and, and then you, you might get some play in larger mm-hmm. um, audiences and mm-hmm. things like that. And I think that the larger outlets and you know the like especially tv shows and things mm-hmm. like that they like to be able to do a search for you and see mm-hmm. that you've interacted with the media right and do you, know you know how
1: to do an interview
0: <laughs> right because it you know bringing someone in who has no interview experience mm-hmm. and has never interacted with the media is something that i don't think a lot of producers are no, going to be very comfortable
1: no with. that's 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 danger <laughs> <laughs> you know i love that you mentioned blogs and and things have changed so much. From I mean, it's been years since I have done a press release, and you know, and and I started. I mean, you talk about faxing. I started out when we mailed the press release. We printed them up and we mailed them along with a photo. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh my god! Yeah, we did international distribution for some of our clients, and so this was an entertaining prospect, but. You know, now, now we do. We, we, we. Uh, st- there are actually still some. I once in a while that want it faxed. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but you know, it's it's not just the things that we. You know, it's it's not CNN. It's not the Wall Street Journal. It's not you know People Magazine. We're also having to send to bloggers, to influencers, and so how do you deal with how things have completely changed and the fact that you know, it's, you're, you might be sending, you mentioned fashion. You might be sending something to a 16 year old influencer because right. she's got 2 million followers. How, how in the heck do you deal with that?
0: I uh it's funny because the newswire mm-hmm. about 15 years ago or so was very resistant to bloggers. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't want mm-hmm. to give bloggers access mm-hmm. to the newswire. Right. I They're mean,
1: not professionals was right. probably.
0: Mm-hmm. And so and yet, in some cases, blogs, some blogs were, had more traffic than the industry trade Publication, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the big trade publication. So eventually they caved and started mm-hmm. accepting it. Now press releases are public, so mm-hmm. anyone could find them. Right. But the thing about it is, if you have a journalist login for the newswire, mm-hmm. you can do really great stuff. You can mm-hmm. actually tag industry stuff. Mm-hmm. You can exclude keywords. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so you can make your feed very specific mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what these you know bloggers mm-hmm. were wanting access to, to be mm-hmm. able to to really be like a media mm-hmm. outlet and be able to really mm-hmm. go in there and. Mm-hmm. Speak 30 or 40 headlines mm-hmm. that are completely relevant mm-hmm. to what they're um, right. all about. And so uh, the Newswire uh, eventually agreed. And the funny thing is now... I was just shocked to learn how many media outlets um, that the the newswire is incorporating. They're just social media influencers, right? So, so they are not making the same mistake mm-hmm. they did with bloggers. Mm-hmm. Again, they are very accepting of uh, all different types mm-hmm. of influencers, whether they're on Twitter or Instagram, mm-hmm. and they just recognize now that you know what is media is evolving and changing, mm-hmm. right. and they're they're being more accepting. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I I I feel like. The industry's really woken up, mm-hmm. and it's exciting because I I like the idea that uh, uh, y- you can get traditional media, mm-hmm. but you can also get new media, mm-hmm. social media, uh, as a result of sending a release out and sending right. it out over the wire.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it it still baffles me. You know, we I I read something over the weekend about um, uh, the uh, the recent football game that Tom Brady played in. Of course, he's he's the name, and they issued. 400 and some, or maybe even more press credentials. There's not that many, <laughs> you know, and so that had to be a lot of bloggers. Now, granted, you know, if you sent, you know, I mean, a credential is for each person. So, you know, you'd have a cameraman, you'd have, you know, somebody helping the camera. I mean, all those various things are going to have a credential. But yeah, I mean, those were bloggers. Those were, you know, I don't know if there were influencers there, but yeah, I mean, it's just incredible now, how to, to do that reach. And, and, you know, that's, I think that's, that was about the point where I thought this is not for me anymore. I just don't want to do this. Right. So, you know, the tricky thing is, you know, we've, we've mentioned, you know, sending it out, building those relationships, but still, how do we get Things noticed. What is that you you know? It, it, from a marketing perspective, we tell people find your unique selling proposition. Do you have that for press releases also?
0: Yes, that's actually number one in my strategy class is own your own story, and okay. I talk about USP mm-hmm. and how if you have a unique selling proposition. Mm-hmm you know what you're doing that's different mm-hmm. than everyone else in your industry because mm-hmm. you've carved out something that makes you different mm-hmm. than everybody else. So you're no longer a commodity. You're, you're, you, whether it's my, I'm going to do uh, really fast, uh, shipping or mm-hmm. whatever your USP is, you've, you've, you've got one. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, that's a red flag that mm-hmm. you really should create one because right. then you're just a commodity mm-hmm. type business and you really have to have something that makes mm-hmm. you a little unique. Um, even with people who are in the commodity business, they try to do something different um, mm-hmm. that, that makes them stand out. Mm-hmm. For some, it's the way that they ship. For some, it's bundles. They mm-hmm. might bundle stuff and things like that. And some, they might include promotions and mm-hmm. things like that along with it. So uh, USP is, is right there front mm-hmm. and center as number one in my eight strategic strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, the second uh, one is research your industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay attention to industry blind mm-hmm. spots, like the carpet company. That mm-hmm. discovered that right. their industry wasn't talking about marketing. Right, and uh, the funny thing is, after a year campaign of of doing releases and continuing to get wins in marketing, two of the trade publications started marketing columns, and they mm. said it was because of us I really, really bringing to light. Mm-hmm how marketing is so important mm-hmm. to their subscriber base. Mm-hmm. And they never put two and two together that they mm-hmm. love the discussions around marketing. And so that, that was really cool mm-hmm. to see. Uh, one of the places actually offered us the marketing column, but Ooh. the carpet company said, no, I, I, you know, we're, we're paying enough for press releases. I don't want uh-huh. to pay for uh-huh. writing articles and stuff like that as well. But uh, it, it was really a, a really cool experience. And it's something that you can replicate yourselves uh, by t- you know, are there things in your industry that people mm-hmm. aren't talking about? Sometimes it's like, is there a little hidden secret mm-hmm. in your industry mm-hmm. that people don't discuss publicly mm-hmm. very much? Sometimes they do that for a reason. So mm-hmm. I always caution to right. figure that out first. Mm-hmm. I had one client who said uh, he was in um, cybersecurity mm-hmm. and he did a press release talking about how almost every website, including Amazon and all your banks are vulnerable to these, you uh, hacks and stuff like that and uh he got several people saying, we all know this, there's mm-hmm. no fix for it. Mm-hmm. This is the way that, you mm-hmm. know, databases interact mm-hmm. with the the web. Right. And no one's figured out how to fix this yet. Mm-hmm. So keep your mouth shut. Yeah, all you're stop doing is people, about it. people mm-hmm. to 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 take advantage of this vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, no one has yet. Um, but that was an instance mm-hmm. where there's an industry blind spot before mm-hmm. a reason, and you're right. not going to be able to uh, mm-hmm. use that to, to, to leverage attention. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I mentioned quotes can be really powerful mm-hmm. if you have a very safe, mediocre story mm-hmm. and a journalist is on the fence. If you have a really compelling quote, mm-hmm. it can really save an article being mm-hmm. written about you and, you know, making making that quote mm-hmm. the showcase for you. Um, I also like the idea of being a contrarian. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're something uh, that everybody in the industry is saying mm-hmm. X, be the person that says Y. Right. Uh, and, you know, if the media is supposed to be objective and everyone's just right. giving one They should be
1: wanting that. They, mm-hmm.
0: they will actually use you. Mm-hmm. So if you're just one voice saying the same thing as everybody mm-hmm. else, you're competing against mm-hmm. everybody else right. for that media space. Mm-hmm. But if you're the only lone person out there mm-hmm. pulling out the cons or the negative about a situation, mm-hmm. you have the chance of being picked up mm-hmm. every time that uh, topic is mentioned because you're the, you're the person mm-hmm. that's pointing out the negative. Mm-hmm. And so that can be really powerful. Again, you just want to make sure that you're saying something that you're comfortable saying in your mm-hmm. industry. Right. You don't want to come across as a never, crazy ever, 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 ever lie. <laughs> right. And uh, you, you know, sometimes you don't want to be contrarian just for mm-hmm. the sake of being contrarian, mm-hmm. but you want to, you know, there's a way to come across as mm-hmm. logical and reasonable mm-hmm. while pointing out the negatives mm-hmm. on a particular topic or subject. Um. Uh, Another thing is the media loves numbers, Mm -hmm. Uh, data, statistics, numbers are powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes you just putting together numbers that are publicly available Mm -hmm. in a really compelling way Mm -hmm. can uh, work very well. But Mm -hmm. even more importantly is doing your own survey Mm -hmm. or study. Uh, I've Mm -hmm. done that with uh, several Mm -hmm. clients you are not newsworthy mm-hmm. and i said well if you if we all agree you're not newsworthy one way to to get media mm-hmm. attention is to do a survey or study right. in your industry mm-hmm. and they get tripped up on stuff like well mm-hmm. i wouldn't even know what to do i was mm-hmm. like well you use a service like google forms or mm-hmm. survey monkey and right. you Take uh-huh. one one URL mm-hmm. and you share it with people. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't know who to share it with. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you could share it with your leads or customers. Mm-hmm. Or if you're wanting to uh, interact with other companies like mm-hmm. yours, you could just go to a trade association. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of trade mm-hmm. associations in every industry. You can pick the smaller, more mm-hmm. independent ones. They they don't get a lot of love from the media. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I would love for you to send this survey out to your members mm-hmm. and I'll mention you in a press release I'll be issuing over the wire. They're like, okay. Yeah. And sometimes thinking. you, might, yeah, sometimes you might even <laughs> mm-hmm. decide to co-brand the survey mm-hmm. if it, if it's a small outfit, mm-hmm. and so uh, it just creates a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Everybody that uh, has followed my advice and done the survey or study has usually gotten an average of between six and fourteen mm. uh, articles written about them Ooh. in their industry. I and, love
1: that.
0: And uh, uh, one of my little tricks is is you want questions that are really timely. So right now would be a perfect opportunity to say, how do, how is, how are people spending in your industry? Mm -hmm. Are they freezing their spending? Mm -hmm. Are they spending more Mm -hmm. thinking that's going to grow? Or are they being very cautious? And Mm -hmm. so if you just take someone's temperature at one particular point in time, Mm -hmm. the the media likes to to have that Mm -hmm. and share it because, you know, a lot of people are looking around and saying, maybe we shouldn't be you know mm-hmm. maybe op- you know opening Great. up our our marketing budgets mm-hmm. or maybe we should be uh you know raining them down or something like that so that's a really good measurement mm-hmm. and i also advise people to put one or two left field questions towards the end that are just a little weird or mm-hmm. strange uh, but often those are the ones that really resonate mm-hmm. and and go viral mm-hmm. um, we had a uh local auto repair shop in pennsylvania that did a uh, auto industry uh Uh, Survey, and we had a field that said, what's the strangest thing a customer's left in their car while being repaired? And we left enough room for them to Mm -hmm. write a couple sentences. Oh,
1: dear. Oh, my. uh,
0: (laughs) We got really, uh, that was Mm -hmm. what went viral. Over Mm -hmm. a a dozen auto trade publications Mm -hmm. wrote about it. Over 20 or 30 local Mm -hmm. newspapers, including their local newspaper, picked it up. And, you know, people were wanting to read. They didn't Mm -hmm. publish all 80-some that we we listed in the survey, Mm -hmm. but they picked and choose what Mm -hmm. they thought were really quirky things that Mm happened. Happened, and you know the rest of the survey. While the results are interesting, mm-hmm. that was what really resonated mm-hmm. and did very well. I think altogether there was over thirty-six mm-hmm. um, uh, media clippings that mm-hmm. we discovered uh, that happened from that one survey. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, sometimes you just want to think outside mm-hmm. the box. I feel like that's where I use my right. creative writing mm-hmm. is to really, you know, find something that's like if you could ask anybody in your industry. You know, something like, what's the strangest client you ever had? Mm-hmm. Right. Or if you have a, a home interior person. Mm-hmm. What's the strangest request that someone wanted in mm-hmm. their home or something like that? Yeah. Those are those are interesting mm-hmm. stories and they fascinate readers. Mm-hmm. And so you could understand why journalists mm-hmm. acting as a gatekeeper would mm-hmm. want to share those moments with their readers. Right.
1: I love it. You know, and, and another thing is the, the non-business story. You know, talking about, say, your company's philanthropic efforts, um, all of those things. I mean, you know, yeah, we get tired of hearing about you sell carpet, you sell carpet, you sell carpet. But if you put carpet in a new Habitat for Humanity home, that's a story. Um, You know, and, and I think that's sometimes where people forget is they think, well, we have to be doing this to sell. Right. No, you you're wanting people to realize hey this is a great company and and you know at somewhere along the line we'll do business with them.
0: Absolutely. I mean there's a lot of outreach and mm-hmm. things that you can do to get mentions in places mm-hmm. and that sort of visibility uh really scales very strongly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a reason that when uh, you watch HGTV, they mention the names of brands mm-hmm. that they're right. putting in people's houses mm-hmm. because people are like, oh, that's really cool. I mm-hmm. want a coal, a cord what right. mm-hmm. a faucet. Mm-hmm. I want this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, you know, it, it puts that brand in their minds so that if they're ever thinking about putting a new kitchen sink in mm-hmm. or faucet that they think of a particular company mm-hmm. and uh, they've heard good stuff about it mm-hmm. and they've seen, you know, people using it right. and stuff like that. So there, there are reasons why this, this happens and, and mm-hmm. why it works so well. And, you know, there's, you know, lots of places and opportunities, and you just want to try to see if you can, uh, you know, put your creative head mm-hmm. on and think of ways that you could promote yourself or talk about yourself that are a little bit different than, um, every, you know, everybody else. I, right. I always say the personnel's Press releases are the worst. Oh, I know. They rarely and, and, and do I anything. hate it
1: when they sometimes they're they're held so long that they run saying, you know, hey, so and so is the new vice president. They're gone. They're not at the company anymore.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> well, okay, I'm sure we this this is great information, but I'm sure we still have a lot of people who went, I don't know how to do this. I know it's important, but I'm just overwhelmed. And so talk to us about the services that you provide.
0: Okay, so uh, e releases has been around uh, 23 years Mm -hmm. um, and we provide press release writing and press release distribution. Mm -hmm. I always advise people to take a stab at writing the press release themselves first. Uh, Just do a search on our website in the Mm -hmm. footer uh, press release samples. Mm -hmm. We have various samples of Mm -hmm. types of press releases. They're very straightforward, they're not Mm -hmm. very compelling. Mm -hmm. Put your energy and time into being strategic with Mm -hmm. what you're announcing. That's Mm -hmm. the important thing. Um, I have um, a course that I put together for my customers to teach them these eight strategies Mm -hmm. of of developing compelling press releases. And uh, if anyone wants to to take advantage of it, it's completely free. My goal is to get customers to do better releases Mm -hmm. and less of the personnel releases. Mm -hmm. And it's available at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And uh, it's less than an hour. And anybody that goes through that and Mm -hmm. does an inventory of their Mm -hmm. business and who they are and what they're about Mm -hmm. should be able to come up with six to eight Mm -hmm. press release ideas that would be strategic and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And as a result, if they did a campaign of those six to eight Mm -hmm. releases, I guarantee you they would probably have two or three Mm -hmm. that get decent media traction and, you know unfortunately not everything's going to work, mm-hmm. but it is a learning game and you mm-hmm. want to try different strategic approaches. Um, the survey and study is one that I've, i yet have failed. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't had anyone who's done a survey or study mm-hmm. in their industry and followed my advice with a left field question mm-hmm. or two towards the very end mm-hmm. that didn't come away with getting meaningful mm-hmm. media attention from it. So, mm-hmm. um, there, there are things that you can do if you feel you're not newsworthy mm-hmm. to sort of own your news right. and to get your messaging out mm-hmm. there. Um, Um, Another thing to keep in mind with people uh, who are are looking for services or looking for stories is, you know, sharing your blemishes, your Mm -hmm. setbacks, your, you know, a lot of people. Especially
1: after COVID. Oh, my gosh.
0: People love human interest Mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. And I've had uh, small businesses that I encourage to share Mm -hmm. embarrassing little things Mm -hmm. that happened in their growth of their business. Mm -hmm. And they get picked up by Inc and uh, uh, Fast Company, because those publications Mm -hmm. really love those types of Mm -hmm. stories that show the growth Mm -hmm. and growing pains of an actual business. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, um, you know, be authentic, um, so many people want to be larger than they really are more mm-hmm. professional, more corporate, but sometimes if you just show the blemishes mm-hmm. and you know, the little growing pains that you've had, it, it's, it's a story that mm-hmm. really resonates with people. Mm-hmm. And I I advise people to really consider PR and to consider a mm-hmm. PR campaign because it can really, uh you know, get a lot of leverage mm-hmm. uh, for you for a small amount of money. Right. And uh, I, I, I love seeing it work again mm-hmm. and again. And uh, I, I I only want to be a resource for mm-hmm. people to help them uh, to do more strategic releases mm-hmm. and have better uh, experiences with right. PR. Yeah,
1: you know, and I I want to encourage people. You know, the next time you're thinking about, hey, I'm going to do some advertising, and I don't care where it is, Facebook, you know, any Google, a, a publication, I mean, any of those. Really think, okay, can I put that money towards a PR campaign instead? um because we've talked about the fact that from a credibility standpoint PR is just king um you know the ad says what we want the ad to say so it's going to say glowing things and yes you know the the PR story is too but because it is written and you know all those various things by other people, That credibility level just skyrockets. And so really think about that, folks. The next time you're thinking, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to run an ad, even if it's just in your local paper, think about, you know, okay, what if we, if we pitched a PR story to them instead?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if it's just owning your local media Mm -hmm. and you doing it yourself, Mm -hmm. get out there, get involved, Mm -hmm. uh, spend a little bit of time and effort and don't be Mm -hmm. overwhelmed by it all. Just break it into small little segments. Even if you're just doing one message to Mm -hmm. uh, your local media a quarter, Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe 10 people that you're Mm -hmm. sending uh, a message to Mm -hmm. every three months
1: and you know reporters are people too i mean i think that's the thing too is sometimes we're th- we get intimidated by them you know oh my gosh this is a columnist and whatcha, whatcha, what, to, what, to, what to. you know they're people too they they need good stories you know all of these various things and sometimes they can be scary you know if 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 we do another interview i'll tell you about when one of these sensationalized reporters Called me at the American Cancer Society with one of those stories, and I almost hung up on her. I mean, I was like, oh my God, now I didn't, you know, because that was bad. But, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're people trying to get a good story. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. So, you know, being able to be that great resource for them, like Mickey was saying earlier, is absolutely what, what we need to do. Well, Mickey, tell people how they find you and how they connect with you.
0: Sure. E-releases.com. All my social media is on the lower right of the website. LinkedIn is the best way to reach me personally. But if you have any questions or you're looking to consider a press release, you can pick up the phone or chat with one mm-hmm. of the editors there. We don't have any salespeople. We have no commissions. Uh, we are pretty upfront and honest if we feel like we can be helpful.
1: Very reasonable pricing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So, you know, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with?
0: Um, I would just say that uh, PR is one of those things that uh, does take a little bit more effort than Mm -hmm. just putting an ad campaign out Mm -hmm. and, and spending dollars. But it does have the ability to really, for a few hundred dollars, put a lot of gasoline mm-hmm. on the fire. and I would challenge anyone to do a campaign of mm-hmm. six to eight releases. Uh, you can spend with a comp- you know my company under two thousand dollars and do six to eight releases and uh, you know potentially get many tens of thousands right. of dollars mm-hmm. in sales and other mm-hmm. ancillary benefits and, and uh, you know not even mentioning SEO mm-hmm. and, and the uh, collateral that you'll create that you'll be able to share with your leads and customers.
1: Great. I love it. Well, like I said, this is getting back to my roots. And so I absolutely love this. And we definitely should do it again. Until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been talking with Mickey Kennedy of e-releases. And everyone have a great day.
0: Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-suite network.